Valley Church's message of the week. We hope you enjoy part one on self-control in a new series we introduced this Sunday called How to Live a Meaningful Life by our lead pastor, Renee Molina. All right, I want to start off by asking, what are the signs of a healthy marriage? What are some signs of a healthy marriage? Somebody want to share? You're smiling? Okay, yeah, that's a sign. Anyone else? What's the sign of a healthy marriage? Not afraid to disagree. Okay. Happy. Uh, what, is it, what is another sign of a healthy marriage? Respect. You're not blasting each other on social media. Can I get an amen? That's a good sign. That's a good sign. Uh, what else is a sign of a healthy marriage? Balance. Love. Yes. Patience. Communication. Wow, man, we got it. we're flowing today. Yes. So, okay, now what are the signs of a living body? What are the signs of a living body? That a body's alive. It's breathing. It's, it's warm, right? Movement. Using the restroom. That is true. That is true. Okay, what are the signs of a car breaking down? Noses, noses, noises. Smoke coming out, yeah. What else? What's the what's the sign that car is not, not functioning properly? It's not moving. Check light, smoke coming out, fire. When your car's on fire, yeah, it's like okay for sure your car is not working. Um, there's certain signs that tell you things, right? What's the sign that you have a fever? You're hot, like Kaylee was like two three days ago in a row. What else? Body aches, yes. Pain? Are you guys getting where I'm going with this? So there are certain signs that God is living in you as well. There are certain signs that you're not allowing God to take over your life. So there are certain signs that God is living in someone's life. There are signs of a meaningful life. And I want to tell you today, I want to talk about one sign today. And one of those signs is self-control. One of the signs that you have God living in your life and he's taking over your life and you're, he's cleaning your life is that you have self-control. One of the signs is self-control. If you have a Bible, can you go to Galatians chapter 5? These are, I want to read to you. I want to show you the signs that someone has God, um, uh, has God living in their life. Galatians chapter 5. These are, these are the signs that somebody is allowing God to live in them. Galatians 5.22. Here he goes. The fruit of the Spirit. Here are the signs. Ready? Love. Joy. Peace. Smoke coming out. Um, what? Happiness. Joy. You know, you guys get what I'm saying? Like, um, here we go. Uh, okay, I lost my point. Uh, <laughs> peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self control. Say with me, self-control. That's what I want to talk about today. That's one of the major signs that God is living in you. Self-control. Now, I want, to, I want to share with you that a river is beautiful when it's under control. Can we show some beautiful pictures? I want to show you a beautiful picture that um, Let's say that one. Look at that. This is beautiful. This is beautiful. A river is beautiful. That's the Mississippi River. Who's been to the Mississippi River? 
Really? Wow. No one? Oh, okay. No one? Yeah, right. I, honestly, I just Googled Mississippi River. Really? Oh, wow. My father-in-law has gone to the Mississippi River. Um, who, who else has gone to the Mississippi River? Really? Wow. So a river is beautiful when it's under control. Now, a river is deadly when it's out of control. Can we put the other, now, now the other pictures? It can destroy everyone near it. Can we put the other pictures? The, the... When a river is out of control, it is deadly for the people that surround it. When a, when a river is out of control, it can destroy everyone near it. In the same way, when your life and when the things inside of you are under control, you're, it's beautiful. Wow, things are wonderful. Marriage is healthy. Uh, friendships are awesome. But when things are out of control, it starts ruining the things around you. Some of us, that's our life. <laughs> For some of us, that's our married lives. For some of us, that is our friendship life. Because when life is out of control, it starts destroying the people around us. Now, what is self-control? It's restraint of one's emotions, one's impulses, and one's desires. Self-control is to exercise complete control over your desires and your actions. It's interesting that in Hebrew, self-control means to pluck up courage. Self-control is a huge thing. In the book we were reading, freedom is a big deal. And Paul writes throughout Scripture in, in, in Galatians about how religion cannot control you. Religion cannot make you new. Only God can make you new. And it says that only God could give you real freedom. And what is freedom? Freedom is the ability, not the ability to do whatever you want. Freedom is the ability to do what is right. Freedom is being able to control yourself. Freedom is not you doing whatever you want. Freedom is you being able to do what is right. That is self-control. And I want to share with you that this, all the greats of our world of history agree with this. Can we, uh, we could go to the next point. All the greats agree. There we go. Thank you. I'm not sharing with you something new. I'm not sharing with you something that, you know, um, uh, recently. No, no, no. Everybody, leadership gurus, psychologists, popular teachers, philosophers, theologians, Asian, a a a a Asian teachers. Ancient teachers all agree, all agree that you must master yourself. You need to master yourself. You need to be able to control yourself. Everybody agrees with this. One of my favorite writers, he said, history's greatest achievers, Napoleon, Da Vinci, Mozart, have always managed themselves. If you want to be great, you need to learn to manage your emotions. If you want to be great, you need to learn to manage your moods. Can I get an amen? If you want to be great in life, if you want to be confident in life, you need to be able to manage your, your desires. But if you cannot control yourself, you're not going to get anywhere. 
Have you guys heard the saying of, of that you, and you try doing everything that you end up doing nothing? That's kind of how self-control is. You try doing everything. Oh, I just, I just feel like, you know, going around, just doing whatever I want. But at the end of the day, you don't do anything. You're back to square one. But if you want to get somewhere in life, you need to be able to manage yourself. What if you don't have self-control at work? I'm telling you, I'm not sharing with you only the Bible says, no, 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 no. Everybody agrees with this. What if you lose control at work? What would happen? You lose your job. What would happen if you, if you don't have self-control at Target or at Walmart? I don't know which one you choose. What, what, what happened? They'll kick you out. What about at the market? What would happen if you would lose control at school? You would get kicked out. Or you get really in trouble. Because the thing is that every, I'm not sharing something new with you. This is something we all need to have. If you lose your, if your anger is out of control, you're going to be unstable. If your shopping is out of control, you're going to get in debt. If your alcohol, if, if it's out of control, you're going to become an alcoholic. If your sex drive is out of control, you're going to you're going to have a bunch of fatherless people and that and the cycle is going to repeat itself. And the man that you said you never wanted to be, you're becoming that man. Self-control. If you're out of control with food, countless illnesses. Yes, count Can I tell you something? Is it healthy? Like, I, it's general. Is it healthy to eat anything you want? Of course not. But it's, right? <laughs> it's funny because the, the mouth, it tastes bomb, but then the body is like, what are you doing to me? <laughs> you know? And so my point is, this thing is huge. Self-control is huge. And guess who started it? God. God invented the idea of self-control. He invented it. Something I love about God is that in God's kingdom, he doesn't control you like a tyrant or like Hitler. In Jesus' kingdom, he entrusts everybody to control themselves. You have the ability to control yourself. When you live for God, you have the ability to control yourself. But the enemy lied to Adam and Eve lies to us daily and tells us if you follow God you're not going to have freedom real freedom is leaving God I mean has had a thought like that I've had thoughts like that but what's true is that you become truly free when you follow God because when you follow God he gives you the ability for you to control yourself because if you don't follow God other things outside of you will control you The next thing I want to tell you is God has given us, given us self-control, not other control. This is really, really important. So question, how do you know someone's, uh, someone is surrendering their life to God? They have? Yeah, sorry, we're, we're, we're good. We're, I'm going to ask it again. We're, we're, we'll be better. We'll be better. I'll ask it again. How do you know someone's surrendering their life to God? They have? There we go. <laughs> Are we good? Everybody okay? We're good? 
All right. Self-control. This is super important. Let me be clear. God has only given you permission to control yourself, not another person. God has given us self-control, not other control. We do not have permission to control someone else. We only have permission to control ourselves. In Genesis 1 and 2, in the way God wants us to live, God said, you guys can reign and control. You guys can reign, uh, uh, reign over everything except over each other. This is really important. It's until Genesis 3 where God, where where. where Man starts controlling Eve. Does that make sense? History approves. History proves Genesis 3. I don't know about you, but we see it nowadays. Races controlling other races. Genders controlling other genders. Elites controlling the masses. Famous controlling the unknown. We do not have permission to control someone else. We only have permission to control ourselves. That's why the best parents are not the parents that micromanage, but they're the parents that control themselves and they empower their children to learn to control themselves. Do you guys follow? You don't have the right to control someone else. The best leaders, the best managers are those that just know how to control themselves, but they guide and manage others. The worst bosses are the micromanaging bosses. The worst leaders and bosses are the ones that try to control your every move. But we were not meant to be controlled by anyone else but by ourselves. Can I go even far to say God doesn't even want to control you? Wait, what? Yeah, God doesn't even want to control you. You know why? Because you're not a robot. God, he's, he wants to guide you, not control you. God wants to lead you and not control you. He wants to guide us. Do you guys remember in the garden? He said, you could eat from all, all, the, all, the, all the trees except one. You think God could have easily say you could only eat from the good trees and not leave a bad one in there? Of course. But he left the, the bad tree there because he trusted them. He empowered them. God doesn't want to control you. He wants to guide you. He doesn't want to control you like this mindless, like, robot. So you, can, you could say yes to his every instruction. No, 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 no. God wants to empower you so you could follow his voice and be guided by him. But he doesn't want to control you because we weren't meant to control others. Do you guys follow me? Tell the person next to you, stop controlling others. The next thing I want to share with you about self-control is that no matter what, you will always be controlled by something or someone. Um, I want to read Proverbs 25 real quick. I want to start landing this plane. Kind of. Listen to this. Honestly, if you could read this and memorize this verse, this is one of the most powerful verses I've read in Scripture. 25, 28. Listen to, it says, Like a city whose walls are broken through is a person who lacks self-control. 
Wow. Let's read it again. Like a city whose walls are broken through is a person who lacks self-control. Now, I want to tell you, in ancient times, walls were the ultimate and the biggest protection of the city. And if they didn't have their walls, if they didn't have their walls, guess who was able to enter? It's not a trick question. The enemies, anybody, right? If cities didn't have walls, anybody was able to enter. Enemies, horrible people. People were able to raid the city. People were able to rape others. People were able to abuse others. It, walls is a huge deal in Scripture. When, in, in Scripture, in ancient times, when you didn't have walls, that meant you were defeated. Um, I, I was looking up what scholars said about walls. They provided the most basic and crucial protection to city dwellers. A breached city which has no walls is defenseless. The decisive characteristic of a city is its protective wall. If the enemy brings down the wall, the city is left defenseless and open to all sorts of villains. What's my point, everybody? My point is, if you don't have self-control, something else that you do not want to enter your life and control you will control you. If you do not have self-control, someone or something else will control you. Anger will control you. Fear will control you. If you do not control yourself, fear will control you. Anxiety will control you. Sex will control you. Depression will control you. Pride will control you. Are you guys following me? I'm going to say it again. If you do not control yourself, something or someone else will. Ask yourself, who's mainly controlling your life right now? Your agenda? Your budget? Your boss? Or are you controlling your life? What's one of the key differences between humans and animals? Humans. They have self-control and animals can't have self-control. If you say, oh, I just want it so bad, I can't control myself. You're talking like an animal. I'm serious. Have you seen, um, Kaylee and I, we have a little uh, a dog named Mia. We love her so much. You literally, you could put all the food in front of her. She'll eat it all. She'll eat it all. She can't control her appetite. <laughs> what, do, what do animals do to each other when they, when they feel the, the fire? You know what I mean? If you cannot control your drives, you're, you're acting like an animal. You weren't made to be an animal. You were made to be a child of God. Self-control is a big big deal why doesn't God want us to abuse anger and abuse drugs abuse alcohol why not because when you abuse alcohol you lose control of yourself because when you abuse alcohol you could most likely get into a car and you could ruin someone's life 
You guys follow me? Anything that will make you lose control of yourself is something to be avoided. Because you have the dignity and the power to control yourself. This is, this is huge. Ask, I, I, wanna, I want you to wonder, like, what's controlling you right now? Like, what's calling the last shots in your life right now? My spouse. Well, they're controlling you. <laughs> well, uh, my agenda. I'm just so busy at work. I just, it just it's uh, just so busy. Work is controlling you then. It's because I need to pay the bills. Then probably money's controlling you. I just don't want to go because what if they, then fear is controlling you. What is controlling you? God says in his word that he has given you the power for you to control yourself. I remember uh, once I was in uh, uh, like family, family vacation. Uh, we were backpacking in Paris. And um, I remember we didn't have like, it's, it's going to sound funny, but we didn't have enough money for, uh, for a hotel that night because we were supposed to go somewhere else and everything got delayed. And we were in the train station of Paris and uh, we had like our luggage there and we find out we had to stay the night in the train station. But what we didn't know was that at 1 a.m., all the security guards, they left. At 1 a.m., the security guards leave. And when we find out, we were like, oh, snap. <laughs> like, you know, like, we have all our luggage here. And it's funny because, like, at 3 a.m., 4 a.m., you just see random, like, men just circling, like, our luggage and our, our family. And it was like sharks, like, just circling us. And we were just... I felt so, honestly, I, w I felt so scared. I was like, what's going to happen? Like, where are the security guards? I didn't even know that, like, there's a space where there's no security. Like, we're in the train station, right? I felt so scared. And that's kind of what happens when you don't control yourself. Any, like, you, anything could, could, could get to you. <laughs> anything. Now, I want to close. How do you have self-control? Can I give you the key? I'm going to give you the key. The key to self-control is self-awareness. The key to self-control is self-awareness. Know, someone, someone put it this way, know what is your degenerative tendency. In other words, you need to be aware of what's controlling you and you need to get control back. You see what I'm saying? Like you need to, if you want to have self-control, you need to be self-aware that anger is controlling you. If you want to have self-control, you need to be self-aware that anxiety is calling the last shots in your life. If you do not have self-awareness, you will not have self-control. The worst person is when they say, I'm not stubborn. It's like, that completely contradicts like what you're saying, <laughs> you know? And so if you want to have self-control, you need to be self-aware. There are three, oh, can we, we can put it on the screen. There are three wills that you need to know about to be self-aware. If you're taking notes, this is really important. There are three types of will. And all of us are living one of these wills. The first was the Im impulsive will. What does that mean? That means I want, I want to get it and I feel like getting it, so I'm going to get it. It's like when you're super hungry and they put, like, your favorite food in front of you. Like, hey, God, you know my heart. I'm sorry. I, thank you, but, dang, I'm going in. You know what I mean? Like, you just, 
You just jump in. You don't even think about it. You just dive in the food, right? Or like uh, someone once said in a song recently, I see it. I like it. I want it. I got it. Exactly. That is the impulsive will. Like that is like the, oh, I, I, I just, I just want to get it. And I, I just desire, I'm, I'm going to get it. You know, that's the first, that's the most superficial level. The second level is the reflective will. It's more, so you're not the, you're not impulsive anymore. Now you're more like, wait, I want to do the right thing. What's the right thing I should do? I'm going I'm to I'm try, try to do that. That's the second one. That's where we all like always want to be, right? We try to be, what's the right thing to do in this situation? If we could like transfer that song into this level, it's kind of like this. I see it. I like it, I want it, I check the price, and I put it back. Does that make sense? So it's not like you, you want it, and so you, no, no, no. Now, at this level, you're like, ah, oh, man, I, I really want it, but, I, yeah, I, I don't want it. I'm not going to get it. It's not the best thing for me. I can't even afford it, you know, or it's the worst relationship I could get into. Oh, my gosh, no, I'm not going to take that job off because, oh, my gosh, that's not the right thing to do. That's the second level, which is great, but the goal is to get to level three, this is the level where it's like, yeah, of course I'm going to do what God wants me to do. That's the level where you automatically follow God's voice. It's like out of nowhere, like someone just disses you. I want to I wanna highlight Kaylee today as, as a close. She shared with me that uh, when she was working at Coffee Bean, sorry, baby. Uh, when she was working at Coffee Bean, someone, when, like with a grand opening, she told me that, this was on our way to, to service, she told me that someone literally in the grand opening screamed at one of her employees, screamed at her in front of like everybody in the coffee bean. And Kaylee, she was like, the way she handled herself was like, even though I know inside of her, she must have been like, <sighs> you know? But she just handled herself so wise and so amazing and it came out almost automatically. That is the goal, that it's natural for you to have self-control. Not the, can we put the third one? Which is the reflective natural will. So the impulsive one is where it's like, oh my gosh, I'm single. They look amazing. Let, let's go. That's like, okay, you know, that's, that's the impulsive will. The second is like, you know, I'm single. They look amazing, but man, they don't have a future. I don't think I should go. No. Can I get an amen on the single people? And then the third one is like, the third one is like, no, I, I want a man or I want a woman that, that has a future and that loves God, period. No, non-negotiable. So I close and I say, self-control is key if you want to have a meaningful life. If you do not have self-control, you will not be able to live a meaningful life. Because trying to do everything, you end up doing nothing. Thank you for tuning in to this week's message. We hope this message comforted and challenged you. RLA is a biblical grassroots church located in South Los Angeles. We are a community who is here to restore the hurting, anxious, and those discouraged by religion. Thank you for listening.